Hey, this is Luke Baker, and you're listening to the Tea Talks Podcast. I gather people in my living room and have my friends give short talks on anything they find interesting. We sip on tea, eat Pop-Tarts, and cultivate a community of curiosity. These are those talks recorded live in my living room with my friends. Hope you enjoy. But working on a farm is hard work. It's difficult. You're doing a lot of gross stuff, stuff that you're like, I wasn't thinking I was going to be artificially inseminating a pig. Yeah. Welcome to season two, Tea Talkies. I'm thrilled to kick off the decade with some fresh content for your earbuds. And episode one has turned into quite the auditory roller coaster thanks to the beautiful storytelling of my good friend, John Moore Valentine. I've referenced John Moore as one of the best conversationalists I know, and he's one of the greatest story seekers as well. So when you place a mic in his hand and have a packed living room's attention, magic tends to happen. This is a unique tea talk because it is mainly storytelling, but such a bizarre story that even while editing, I had to keep reminding myself that this is real and it actually happened. And warning, the story hits some graphic patches, but that's thanks to the delving into of detailed descriptions like any well-seasoned storyteller does. And if it does make you uncomfortable, then good. That's kind of the point, but you'll see or hear that for yourself. Okay, let's get into it. So it's junior summer. Um, I am a University of Georgia digital marketing major, um, and I have just decided I'm going to do a study abroad in Maymester. Um, so it is a sustainability Maymester. I'm going to Australia and New Zealand. So to give you a little bit more context, um, it's a group of about 40 students. Um, I decided to go on it just because I was kind of like, I want to seek adventure. Like this is going to be awesome, and I'm going to get school credit and do work. Um, so it was basically an excuse to travel. Um, but one of my buddies who honestly I would consider an acquaintance at the time, Walker Tootin reached out and said, Hey man, I saw you're going on this trip. Um, what do you think about staying and working in New Zealand? And I was like, well, I'm seeking adventure. So obviously I'm going to do this. So I accepted and I was like, let's do it. Let's work in New Zealand. What do you want to do? Obviously, we go to like sheep. There's a ton of sheep in New Zealand. Let's herd sheep. Let's become shepherds. Apparently, it takes a lot to do that. So we didn't do that. Um, So then we reached out and touched every connection we could and said, hey, do you somehow have a job for us in New Zealand? Like we're talking like we're talking to youth pastors and they're like, no, why? I don't have any connection to New Zealand. And eventually, two people pointed us to one farm the same farm, a free range pork farm. So we ended up getting a job on a free range pork farm. And so after the Maymester, it was great. I could tell you guys about that some other time. Uh, but after the Maymester, we work on a pork farm. So I'm from Norcross, Georgia. I'm from Atlanta. I'm a city boy. I can feign the look of being outdoorsy and being tough, but working on a farm is hard work. It's difficult. You're doing a lot of gross stuff, stuff that you're like, I wasn't thinking I was going to be artificially inseminating a pig. (laughs) Yeah. So that is not even the deepest thing. Anyways, uh, uh, (laughs) sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) So I did a lot of stuff, but fast forward to my last day. That's where this story happens. So it is my last day. I wake up, Walker and I cruise on over to the farm. Um, It's a beautiful New Zealand sunrise. It's towards the end of winter. 
um, wow, it is like Lord of the Rings. There's mountains all around. There's snow-capped mountains. There's pigs oinking in the background. Um, I got scheduled to do hay work. Hay work is where a 6'5 guy, me, gets into a hut that's about three feet tall with a big thing of hay and tries to fight off a mom pig that is trying to defend her children while you make her home more comfortable. So I'm basically like, okay, I'm helping you. Come on, don't bite me. I'm helping you and I'm getting in and then I'm trapped in there with a big mom sow. So it's a good job, but it's honestly the worst job that you can do at the farm. It, you're just breathing in dust all day. Um, you get really hot and sweaty super fast. And again, you're avoiding being bitten. So, um, and pigs bite. I guess I didn't start with that. Uh, <laughs> so I go in for morning tea, which is a thing they do. Uh, it's a 20 minute break where you drink tea. So I go in and Jackie, um, who's one of my coworkers, she's about six feet tall. She's a Maori woman. So she's like native to the island and she has big bones and is just like, she is strong. Uh, and she has a slight mustache and she's got this really long ponytail. And I mean, she's just a jokester, loves messing with Americans. And we just happen to be the only two Americans. So it's tea time. I'm drinking tea conveniently enough. And she says something to the extent of, and sorry, I'm going to do a New Zealand, Australia accent. It might not be great, but she basically goes, yeah, I'm going to go check that pig. And I got to make sure that she's not needing to be armed. And I was like, whoa armed that's the one job i haven't done that i'm allowed to do i'm not allowed to butcher but that's the one job i haven't done and so i'm like my heart pounding i'm the i'm an experienced guy i'm like i should try and do that i should reach out i should just say hey jackie i'd love to do that but i sit there in silence because i'm like it's my last day she normally doesn't like americans she really enjoys being around me and i'm like wow i can't be the weird american that's like i want to arm the pig uh so I just sit in silence. I go back. I do more hay. I'm just breathing in hay. I'm fuming because I'm like, I just missed my opportunity for such an amazing experience, a weird experience, but such an amazing experience. So I go back in for lunch. I'm sweaty. I'm covered in hay. And Jackie starts to talk with one of the other coworkers and says like, yeah, I haven't had the chance to go check that pig yet. And I literally, I jump up and I go, I'll do it, Jackie. <laughs> so Jackie looks at me and is like, all right, first of all, sit down. And so do you want to do the arming, the shooting or the cutting? And I was like, oh, oh, oh I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, yes, I, I don't know. I'll come with you. And she was like, yeah, okay, okay. Just, uh, oh, New Zealand accent. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, just after lunch, we'll go check the pig. So she goes and gets some supplies. So those of you that have worked on a farm or been around a farm probably know what arming is, but arming is the concept of a pig cannot, or an animal cannot deliver its babies. And so you go in. Uh, so I'll get into some more details. Don't worry. Um, so basically we grab supplies. We scoot on down to the paddock. Um, this is a guilt. So a guilt is a pig that has not had babies yet. So this is her first pregnancy. She is, looking scared. Pigs are very social. All the other pigs are circled around her, just kind of looking at her, probably gossiping. But <laughs> she is just looking right at us when we come in. And and I'll, I'll also mention this. Jackie treats her pigs well. So obviously free range pork, it's a, it's a pork farm. So there's an end to them, but she does treat them like friends. And 
it truly is disheartening for her when a pig is going through turmoil. And so this pig is pushing and pushing and pushing, but to no avail. So we kind of coax her into her hut so that it's in a closed area. And um, Jackie's like, all right, you want another secret to getting any lady on her back? And I was like, whoa, whoa, no, I'm good. And she's like, uh, just grab a nipple. And I was like, oh, oh, that's for pigs. Uh, so she says that obviously I'm uncomfortable. So the pig, I, I kid you not, she literally just like touches the underbelly of the pig and the pig just plops on sideways. So it works. Uh, so then she gives me a glove. The glove does not go to my wrist. It goes to my shoulder. So she then says like, okay, before you put it on, sorry, before you put it on, put a little bit of lube on there, squish it around. That's some Foley work. Uh, then make your kind of big hand tiny and then have at it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Sounds easy. Uh, so I make my relatively medium sized, large hand, whatever, as tiny as I can. Uh, take my watch off uh and then i go for it and she had explained okay like if you hit something like the pig could die and so i'm like well i'm not gonna like what do i how hard do i need to push and she's like ah you'll figure it out and i did not so i got into my like wrist and it's an experience but anyways the pig is contracting by the way so like there's this immense pressure it's like just this huge Thing sitting on your hand and then all of a sudden not sitting on your hand and then sitting on your hand so I get into my wrist and she's kind of like all right well that might not be it but um, let's just let's just go ahead let me give it a try and she goes way further and I am like whoa Jackie what did I do and she was like yeah you just need to believe a little bit more and so of course I lube up my glove again <laughs> And this time, I make it in past my elbow. Now, I am 6'5", so my elbow is pretty deep. It's pretty far. Uh, so I, at this point, am eye to eye with a pig lowers. And I am just like, I mean, she's describing everything I'm feeling. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And again, immense pressure. No pressure. Immense pressure. So like 30 seconds in, I can't feel my hand. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just pull it out. So... She then is like, oh, all right, like, can you feel a toenail in there? And I'm like, toenail? Why is there a toenail in there? She's like, no, 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 it's a piglet snout. And if we can grab it, we can start the birth. And I was like, ah, I definitely can't grab it. Like, it's too slimy. Uh, and so she's like, all right, all right. Now, the last test we do before we go get Paul, the owner of the farm, uh, is we smell your hand. And I was like, no, Jackie, you're a jokester. I'm an American. You're pulling a gag. You're going to make fun of me. This sucks. So she's like, no, 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 no. If it smells rotten. And I'm like, first off, is it supposed to smell good? And second off, what happens if it smells rotten? If it smells rotten, uh, that means we need to do something quick because there's a lot of piglets in there. And that means they're trying to get out, but they're not. And that means they might be dying in there. And I was like, oh, that's not good. We need to figure this out. Oh, man, it was so bad. Probably one of the worst smells I've ever smelled. So we scoot on back up to headquarters. We get Paul. Uh, Paul's the owner of the farm. And he's the only one 
uh, that is allowed to use a gun. And that is important for the next part of the story, which Jackie explains to me. All right, so we're going to go get Paul. He's going to have a gun. He's going to, unfortunately, shoot the pig. The pig's going to fall over. But then the pig's eyes are going to shoot open and its legs are going to start flailing and it's going to go wild. Don't get kicked. Its nervous system will be kicking in and like if you get kicked, it could break your leg. I've seen it happen. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Like totally. I don't know anything about biology. So obviously I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, cool, Jackie. I'm an American. You're a jokester. And then she's like, all right. So what I'm going to do then is I'm going to give her a C-section. I'm going to get those piglets out. And hopefully we're going to have more than one piglet so that it was worth it. And so C-section on a farm, a little too dirty to like sew her back up. So it's a pig. Unfortunately, the pig was going to die. So I'm already kind of getting hit by that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting this. I just thought I was going to stick my arm in a pig. And so we go back down and Paul is like, yeah, we definitely need to shoot her. Um, it's really unfortunate, but we, we've got to do it. And so this is where my eyes go kind of wide format. And it's like a movie. It's very crazy. Still uh, dealing with it. Uh, Anyways, so it's just green grass, blue skies, pink pig staring at us. Paul takes aim. We plug our ears. Pig drops. Jackie's already running over there. I'm like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, it's so great. And the eyes shoot open. The legs start flailing. I'm like, this is even crazier. What's happening? Like, I didn't think this was actually going to happen. And Jackie's looking like over at me like, you're an idiot. She pulls out this blade that's like nine inches long. Like, oh my gosh, what is that? She's already kind of an intimidating woman with a blade. It's pretty scary. So I'm looking at it. She slices the pig. I can't put to words the amount of blood. And I'm sorry for those that are squeamish, but oh my gosh, it was like a sprinkler set of blood. It just, she's been pressing all day, pushing all day. And so just everywhere. I'm like, I'm like 15 feet away. I get blood on my face. I'm like, ah, oh my gosh. Uh, the legs are flailing. So it's also flailing every direction. And you're just like, oh, what is happening? Jackie's just slicing. She's slicing through innards. She's, she's pulling out piglets. When she pulls out piglets, she had told me, if I get a piglet who is alive, I'm going to throw it at you. I need you to do what you need to do, which is activate its lungs, clean off the mother smells so that she can be, she or he can be adopted. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'm a bad catch, but I'll do that. And so she's slicing, 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 and it's like, starts to get to the the piglets, and she basically is like, all right, dead, 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 dead. And I'm kind of like, it's setting in more and more, and I'm kind of getting sadder and sadder. And then she goes, this one's alive, take it throws it at me luckily i catch it (sighs) whatever uh and so then i i mean i'm just down on the ground rubbing hay on it trying to like activate its lungs and like bopping it and she (laughs) she is like she's looking at me and she's like uh dead 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 and i'm like looking down and i'm like this pig goes like like slowly opening its eyes and i'm seeing its first moments and i'm like life and then jackie at this point the pig has kind of settled down laid to rest jackie stands up she's very sullen she has this appearance that is just very already intimidating to me but she's covered in blood and she is holding a nine inch blade there's blood dripping off her mustache there's blood dripping off her hair i mean it is like a shower of blood 
and she looks at me and she's mad. And I'm like, and I'm like, life, scary, life, scary, please stop, Jackie. And she's walking towards me and I'm kind of like, can I, am I done? And she's like, yeah, for sure. You've been doing that for like five minutes. Stop. So I know that she really likes girl pigs because they actually have value on the farm. Guys are pointless on the farm. Who cares about the guy pigs? Uh, but I knew the gender of the one piglet that lived. So I got up and walked away and Jackie, who's very angry. She had to just kill a friend. She walks down, picks it up, yells expletives, sticks it in her overalls, rides away and orphans off the boy piglet. So I'm just left standing there. There's a dead pig and a ton of dead piglets. And I'm like, Oh, what did I just see? This is crazy. This is my last day. This was the thing I wanted. I can't believe I wanted this. And Paul is laughing. He's in his Sunday best, by the way. I did not tell you that. He had his son's recital that night. So he's wearing like a sweater vest. And I'm like, Paul, what are you still doing? And he's just laughing. And he's like, Jackie's got to go take a shower now. That's pretty funny, right? And I was like, obviously, you are desensitized. I am not. (laughs) So he drives away. Then one of my buddies, one of the coworkers, John, drives up and it's like there to clean up the pig and, and clear it out. And he, he, I mean, I'm still standing there. So it's 10 minutes later, me just like mouth agape, just staring at this scene. It's very eerily beautiful because there's so much color in the sky and the grass. But then there's this stark, just red and pink and the colorful innards. And, oh, man, it was freaky. But John comes over to me and just says, like, he pats me on the back. And I'm kind of like, oh. Uh, and he goes, you're right. You're right, John. And I'm like, no, I'm not. All right. Like, what do I do? And he was like, well, it's your last day. Just ride around a little bit. Have a good time. So he cleans up the pig. I ride around a little bit, have a good time. And then I go help one of my, one of my other buddies. And we, uh, we end the day on the farm. Um, so that was my last moments on the farm. I say my goodbyes to everyone. Um, it was an amazing experience. Uh, obviously, everything about the farm was really interesting, and that moment in particular was got to be one of the highlights. Um, delivering one piglet, um, unfortunately, one. But I don't just tell you that story to say, "Wow, John Moore did something cool." Um, I want you to think that about me arrogantly. But there's some takeaways from that. So obviously, in that in those moments. I was expecting something and I was very uncomfortable with what was actually happening and what it actually became. Um, but instead of being like, Oh, I'm not really comfortable with this Jackie. I think I'm going to stop and go do something else. I was like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. But if I lean into this, literally in this case, I could potentially experience growth and I could experience something that maybe I wouldn't experience otherwise. So I've had many moments in life that are discomfort, filled and I've just been filled with uncomfortable moments um, whether that be emotionally physically socially spiritually there's moments that I think we all experience where we're not able to um, truly be comfortable and face what is happening Um, I think the biggest takeaway from that story that I would like for you guys to have is that if you're experiencing discomfort in a situation Um, embrace it, lean into it. I think it leads to a more story worthy life. Um, It leads to more unique experiences and it also allows deeper growth. Um, I want to, obviously that was a physical example. Travel's a really easy example for there to be discomfort and for there to be growth. 
But I think in everyday life, um, socially, being in a situation where you're dealing with a friend who you're angry at, you could just bottle that up and not deal with it. But I think leaning into that uncomfortable moment can grow your friendship. Now, I also want to clarify, I'm not saying seek discomfort because that's masochism, but (laughs) definitely if you're experiencing it, I would say lean into it because um, anything in life that's worth having, I think is worth pushing through an uncomfortable moment to get. Thank you so much, John Moore, for kicking off season two with an auditory field trip. And thank you all for sticking with T-Talks for season two. I can't wait to release some new content over the next few months. And answer the question you've made it this far for. The next T-Talks will be on February 25th, two weeks from now. And for 2020, we will only be doing one T-Talk per quarter. So make sure you save the date and invite all of your friends. And if you really know your calendar, you'll recognize that February 25th is Mardi Gras. So yes, this event will be the first themed T-Talk event ever. Grab your tickets in the show notes, and I'll see you in a couple weeks for a soiree of stories and surprises. But until then, stay curious, friends. Mm